Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a cinder scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and welcome to episode 398 of Drunk Dash Podcast. I'm host always on Tyler. And joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I am fucking exhausted, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. I'll tell you what, man. It's like you ever had that feeling and stuff to where you're going for so long, and all of a sudden it's like after a hard day and stuff, you try to do like another task or something, like say try to play something, and then stuff, and all of a sudden you just start nodding off to sleep. <laughs> you you just described the like my last like two weeks, but yeah, go on, dude. That's been me for the past three days because it's like. This is like an announcement for all my listeners. It's like, yeah, I have moved. I have officially moved out of the house that I was living in, renting for now like almost like like almost two years and stuff. And now... You now live in Des Moines, Iowa with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to hell. Uh, no. Well, I'm sure Iowa's a nice place. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to say it. We don't have to, we don't have to be nice and formal on this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> No, no, my parents and I actually own another house. So we bought a house, and over the past few days, we have been moving. Now, Colonel Gables has been, like, putting in a ton of work in terms of lifting, packing, and getting things in, and trying to get things all things. And yes, there's been a bunch of arguments between uh, my parents and I in terms of what should, what should do this and what should do that, you know? And that's just the typical things in terms of moving. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm exhausted, but at the same time, I am definitely happy that I am inside of a living arrangement now to where I actually have my own bathroom. I am comfortable inside of this room that I'm in. Got to change some stuff, like curtains, shower head stuff, you know, just the just the norm type of things when you buy a house. Like, you got to go through and you got to replace certain aspects or even things that... Uh, you weren't even aware about i'll give one oh. example before i move on though where it's like we have this uh we have the cable lady come by on friday last friday she was going through she told us that she had been in this exact same house a year ago when the lady used to live here before she unfortunately passed on and uh she was saying how in terms of, like, say, the internet and the cable stuff, that the previous owners actually blocked a lot of that stuff off, right? And so it took her three to four hours to get everything else, like, kind of, like, jimmy-rigged or jerry-rigged in terms of having us have cable and internet stuff. Because there's, like, only one area of that house that actually could support, like, say, a phone or internet line. And I, I look at her, she looks at me, I'm like... And she asked me, it's like, hey, do you want the uh, the internet and the, the whole things like that in your room? I'm like, yes, please. 
<laughs> so what's awesome is like, yes, I have the modem, I have the router, I have all the, pretty much the internet stuff, because honestly, I'll be perfectly, I'll be perfectly blunt. As long as I have a good source of internet stuff to where I can connect online, I can watch YouTube, I can play games, and you know, I'm happy with that. I do not want to do like I did around 10 years ago where I had to connect an ethernet, like a ethernet cable from the back of my 360 all the way across the hallway into the fucking router just to play online <laughs> comfortably. <laughs> and yes, that's something that I did when I used to play Halo 3 online. <laughs> but uh, <sighs> other than that, the whole song and dance... It's been interesting. Yes, it has been interesting, but it's definitely been fun. But uh, how have you been doing, Tyler? Doing all right, you know. Uh, like I say, still a little tired from uh last few weeks. You know, this has been long, long work days, you know, then two jobs, all that fun jazz. So mm. definitely been in the, you know, you come home from work and it's just like, <sighs> I don't even, like, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to boot it up, try to play some Sackboy, some uh gears tactics just you know games i want to get back to and i'm just like i don't i don't got it in me right now oh, just, shit, man. and i'm also just like i don't like i'm looking at like i was looking at how much like how much there's left in gears tactics i'm just like i like this game a lot hmm. i still like I'm, you know my big point about hybrid warriors was like the age of calamity last week was like it's a really good game it just drags on way too long and i'm just looking at that like i'm really liking this game Gears tactics but i'm like i don't I'm like I'm only like a third of the way through this, and I'm like ten hours or more in. I'm just like, I'm not liking it that much. Putting like twenty <laughs> hours into it, and on top of that, they like they have side missions you do, and they're like you have to do like side missions to pro to go on. Like you get back to the main hub where you can you know up, update your characters and all that fun jazz, and uh, they you uh like then it's like all right mission select and you you, know, you just. You know, Act Two, Chapter Two. All right, cool. Click that one. That's yeah, the only option. You have Act Two, Chapter Two. You just go to the next one, and then you get back. And it's like, all right, there's three side missions. You got, you got to do one of them. And it's like, oh, okay. Dude, that's sort of all the right, same so issue that I've had, like, say, playing game like, say, like the Last of Us Part Two, to where that first section of that game. I mean, it takes such a long time for the thing to actually open up, and yeah. once you actually are inside that big first section of Seattle and you try to explore a bit, and, and that's exactly what I did, you know? It's like I explored every bit of, like, the uh, of day one inside of Seattle, did everything that I felt like I could do in that retrospect and stuff, and I spent a good portion of that, but then having to go through a lot of the uh, dialogue, the cutscenes, even though they're articulately, they're articulately well, and, you know, like, the voice actors, given what they have to work with, with, like, the dialogue and stuff, they did a good job in terms of that. Man, I, I there have been times I've tried to power on that game, try to play a little bit of, like, oh, man, it's like, I, I am too tired to play this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you have a hard day, and all of a sudden it's like, well, well, I do not feel like I want to play something that's going to drag me down. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, in this game, like, you know, I've, I've probably done dozen or more missions and it's like there's only so many different types of missions so far right. i've seen like the one like they're 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 cool but it's like i'm seeing this like there's only so many times i can defend this this circle or uh, you know uh, get these prisoners like you know free these prisoners and it's like the, the, the 
I don't know. It's just like that was like the one thing her complaint I was I was hearing about reviews was like it's a really good game, but just there's only so many different types of missions. And I'm like I I'm like I'm I love you know like oh I like those kind of games. I'm just like ah, I don't want to keep playing this. So dude, yeah. So that you know it's, you know like I said on top of that just tired. It's like I'm like I'm just really killing time until Cyberpunk gets here. That's all I'm doing. So it's I like know, right. I'm so excited. I want to play yeah, that game. Yeah, it's like that, and that's the reason why I haven't even started Valhalla because it's like I don't. I mean I don't know if I'll get into that game. And maybe I put 30, 40 hours into it and I like it a lot. Maybe I put ten and I'm like I don't really care for it, but it's like I'm not. If I start that game, if I start the game begin at you know beginning of the week uh, after I beat uh, Age of Calamity, I'm like that gives me a week and a half to play that game before Cyberpunk, and I'm like I'm not giving that game a fair shot, and it's just gonna like I'm not gonna come. Like, I'll go back to it eventually, but I'm like I'm not gonna like it's not gonna click for me. I already know it's not, so it's like I'm just gonna hold off and just wait till Cyberpunk gets here. So. Damn. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it's been a little tired. You know, I spend majority of my week driving in a in a, in a van or a truck. So, not, my second job is also me driving in my car all day. So, uh, it, my my main job though gives me without really getting the details of what I do. I'm not legally allowed to talk about the company I work for. Uh, I mean, I'm not allowed to like say I work for this company. I can't do that or give out details. But um. It does allow me uh, to uh, the great um, uh, adventure and, and times, and I'm being as sarcastically as I possibly can be right now, of spending uh, large quantities of my week uh, in small town uh, Iowa and uh, a lot of small towns in Iowa. And uh, you, there are some weird ass people out there, Gables. I don't know if you knew that. Um, <laughs> You're telling me, man. Just living on this house, the street, I'm already yeah. seeing a bunch of like weird people, including like one it's... old man that I like to refer to as old man Jenkins, because as soon as we moved into this house, I see this old dude popping his head like uh like outside of his kitchen window just watching, staring at us, you know, this like walking to and from like what the fuck? <laughs> you know what, Gables, I respect that though. I respect that. Yeah. But um it's just some of these towns I go into, there's like, like there's a couple like ta- like towns you go to and they're like um it's actually like they're really cool. I, I, like they're very pretty, and I like them because it's like, it really is like when you watch like you know on TV. Like I'm from Des Moines, it's, you know, it's yeah. the biggest city in Iowa, and um, you know going to like some of these small towns, it's like there's a main street with like everything's on it. You know, it's like that's and it's like and then there's all these houses around it, and there's some like, you know some farms or you know around it too. And it's like it's really cool and really pretty, and I like it a lot. Like it's it's very I like kind of like the the you know the way it looks and feels it very much feels like small town like we always hear about small town america it's like wow it's kind of cool like driving around this main street and whatever going place to place and uh you go to some of these towns nearby where there's not a store in the town it's just like just a bunch of random houses and shit 20 you know 20 miles away and i'm like i so anyways i went to this this house i had my mask on because the customer was uh, standing at the door waiting for me, looked like straight out of Duck Dynasty, and um, uh, but yeah, he he just lived in like a little tiny shack kind of thing. But uh, I'm not sure if you mean, but just just give me just building up building a picture here for you. You know, I'm Bob Ross. You know, trying to do this on a podcast, explaining you know there's a little tree over here. You know, um, there's a broken down truck or two in the front yard, um, and uh, may or may not be more than ten cats. And, um, I get there and I, 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 you know, I 
do my do the business I have to do with the customer, not sexual. And um <laughs> Yeah, as soon as I said do the business I had to do with the customer, I want to make sure make everybody know I'm not it's not sexual. Uh may or may not be sexual. <laughs> um and he's like I have a mask on and he's like, Oh, you don't have to worry about that mask. I'm like I'm like, Oh yeah? He's like he's like, Yeah, neon lights will kill that. <laughs> I'm like, What? He's like <laughs> I'm like, what, sir? And he's like, Cause I, I, did, I want to make sure I understand him. He's like, yeah, neon lights, they'll kill that virus. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to walk away. He's like, don't listen to the propaganda. It's all a lie. I'm like, okay. And I'm just like, I'm just like I'm gonna, I can't get back to my truck fast enough. I got to get out of here. Uh, part of me was also like, I want to know more of what you have to say. But I'm like, I need to go. That's pretty interesting, dude. That was interesting. That was a. Uh, Highlight and low light all at the same time there. Gables. Neon lights. I'll kill I'll kill the virus. Um Yeah, so that was pretty that was pretty funny. Uh yeah, so some some characters out there, you know. Definitely. But uh yeah, so that's you know I I I mostly just been this week just been watching a lot of T V. It was funny, I was talking to Justin last week and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm, we finished uh, Blind Manor and like and he's like, Oh I'm I'm ca- pretty much caught up on uh the Mandalorian. I'm like, fuck man, I watched like the first two episodes of Blind Manor, a show I really, really like, just didn't, you know, I just I got trailed off on something else. I'm like, I'm like halfway through season one of Mandalorian. I'm a season and a half into uh, The Boys on the Amazon, which is a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. And then like I'm midway through the last season of Supernatural, like a show I've been watching for over a decade. Like I need to like start tackling some of these shows. And plus, you know, just, I, you know, I was playing games and not really stick vibing with me right now. So, yeah. Uh, Finish up the boys. Really love that. The, I, I had like four episodes left of the season and knocked those out. And like basically like sitting in a half, a fantastic show. And then uh, I finished season one of Mandalorian. I think I'm like two episodes in the season two now. So I'm really enjoying that. So I'm going to try to get caught up on that show before uh, cyberpunk and all that good jazz comes out. But, uh, you know, then watching the my football, it's my, it's my day off. So, sucks it's like you know it's my only day off i look forward to it all week but it's like i gotta do all the shit i didn't do throughout the week because i just don't have the energy or time so it's like basically been just get up early on my day off and try and knock everything out as early as possible and right, then, uh, right get the afternoon to myself so uh just sit down in my pjs and watch football so that's pretty much what i've been, been doing this week um yeah i mean i mean i don't know i guess we were to come tell what we've been playing uh i did i do want real fast i did uh the uh, the actual update for uh, the ne- the new PS5 Xbox Series X update came out for uh, Madden, so yeah, we played a couple games of that on. It came out Friday, Friday no, what's what's Friday? Thursday? It came out Thursday. Sorry, I was looking at my calendar. Um, so I played a couple games of that. Definitely uh, feels and works a lot nicer. That's just the way the. Uh, you know, it's it's more Madden. It's it's more like you know nitty gritty stuff like that. Like that's the the little tiny things that make the big difference for people like me that put hundreds of hours in these game every year. But uh, um, some of the big things to add it was like definitely like the, I thought the adapter triggers and stuff like that worked really well already. Like you can definitely like notice and like now like you every time when you're running like you're, and you're sprinting like you, you whenever you your your uh, player is like moving like his left foot hits your left side of your controller vibrates his right foot hits the ground. Uh, the right side vibrates a little bit, and then when you hit it, you can actually feel like when you like you lower your shoulder and like as a running back, and you try try to truck somebody like the the like the R one R two. If you lower your shoulder with the right shoulder, 
R1 and R2 vibrate, kind of things like that. It's kind of cool. And then uh, it definitely looks a lot nicer, um, runs a little better. Uh, like I said, the adapter. And like the, the big th I think the big thing right now is just kind of like everything loads and moves a lot better. And then on top of that, uh, I mean, like it, it looks a lot better, but it's not like a drastic update. But I, I mean, it's just, it, that's how it was. Like it's always how it is with the new, the new um, version for that, for like the new console that comes out there. It's not like a, full upgrade i imagine in a couple of years we'll see the big difference but uh um one of the next things we're like is that they use like the next gen stats you always see like when you actually watch football where it's like yeah they'll they'll like focus on like they'll show a replay and like they'll break it down for you in slow motion like live on like like when you watch nfl on tv and it's just like they'll show you like this is how this is how long uh the quarterback had the ball for before he threw it like right. you know, uh time to throw and then this is like how this is how how far it was how far the uh, the ball actually traveled in the air or how fast you're uh, running back or receiver was running when uh, he scored on a big play. And so it's like whenever it was a big play. So like it was, it was pretty cool. Like I had like a, a big play with Aaron Rodgers and threw a, a long touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. Um, I was playing a game this morning. Just kind of like the game there with the Eagles. It was just a lot of Aaron Rodgers throwing touchdown passes to Devontae Adams. Um, <laughs> so um, anyways, like it was cool. Like Because I, 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 I usually just skip the replays. I don't really care for them. But it's like I've actually been watching all the replays in the couple games I played. Where it's like it's cool, like it shows, like you know, that shows it breaks it down so slow motion. It's like time, time to throw, and it's like you listen in the pocket. And it shows you how long, like three point three seconds from the time the ball was snapped to the time you threw it, and then it shows like it went, the ball traveled fifty seven point two yards in the air, uh, and then he had thirty two point two yards after the catch, and his top speed was like twenty one point two miles an hour, and they break it down with the commentary. It's like uh, I mean, it's it's like little tiny things like that, but it's like you know, for people that watch football and also play a lot of Madden. It's kind of like a cool uh, thing that they do. And I, I really do it. Like, I think, and then like, like it's more like, like I said, it's little things like the players in the sidelines don't all look the same. Like, and they still all look like they have weird body shapes and um, it looked, they all look like fucking six foot two, two liter bottles almost <laughs> on the sideline like, for years. It's that's the way it's been. And the crowd always looks like a fucking WWF SmackDown from PlayStation one. Like everybody just looks like you know stick figures kind of shit, and it's just like they all look the same. It's all, all it's got. I mean, like stuff you don't notice too much when you're when you're playing, but like it when it when they when moments when they do a replay or they show sideline stuff, like it stands out. It's like that ah, looks really bad. So they they like it's not perfect, but they've a little up like it's you know um, improvements of life kind of stuff that they did that I like. Um, you know, I don't know, it's not you know it's 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 more Madden, but I, I like it. Little things like that. It's cool. But uh, what you play anything this week, Gables? Well, let's see. I have been playing a bit more of Destiny 2. I haven't really been playing games over the past three games for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah. no, what I decided to do is I wanted to try to get a little bit more worth out of my investment inside of Beyond Lights expansion. And I played through that expansion again with uh, my Hunter and my Warlock character, mm -hmm. which, yeah, you know what? It's definitely fun in terms of... Uh, going through a bunch of the story missions in this expansion, plus in regards to getting a lot of good loot, this and that. I did enjoy my time playing Beyond Light. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the a lot of the fun just comes from uh, trying to get a lot of the various armor pieces of armor drops and stuff, unlocking certain things for the whole season element of uh, the past that I have. And, and that's just a thing, man. It's like I... Pay for Beyond Light. I actually get got that uh, that season pass thing that uh, is like seasons twelve through fifteen or something. And so I do have a bunch of stuff that I have unlocked. But what I've noticed 
was when I went to go work on my Warlock character, I actually got almost did the same amount of light level as my Titan in like one day because a bunch of the stuff that I unlocked through the season pass, a bunch of the armor stuff, it actually can count per each character that you have. So you can only make a tech, you can only make like around three characters, right? So it's like you can have a Titan, a Warlock, and like uh, a Hunter. And so I went through with my Titan, went through with my Hunter and stuff, all the main missions. And then with my Warlock, I did the same thing. Only difference was, is I almost got close to around like, uh, God, I almost got close to like freaking 1230 or something like that within a day, like I was saying. And that was because there were certain pieces of armor that would you can actually collect, unlock, and this and that. On top of the missions, the expansion, which gives up a ton of experience points. And I was literally getting, like, gaining all sorts of various powerful, like, armor and, like, uh, gear, like, weapons and stuff. Because the way you can actually upgrade the light is, like, if you have, like, stronger pieces of armor. Because it'll add up when you have, like, say, stronger pieces of, say, like, weapons. But more or less, you want to collect certain pieces of armor. Which, quite honestly... It doesn't really matter too much in regards to what types of armor you do have. There's like, it's basically you you go through and you have these specific types of armor for each class, right? And they have like a random dice rule of like certain stack increments where, okay, this one has maybe high resilience or high intelligence. Well, not so much mobility or not so much like uh, dexterity or something. Well, you get the exact same piece of armor and it's maybe like one light level above and it's almost the exact opposite in that regards. So obviously it's still a little bit of like a frustrating thing to where if you, you are basically, you are basically held to, uh, if you want to even have a remotely decent type of uh, stat balance, or you say you want to go in a specific type of attribute to try to make your character a little bit more mobile or a little bit more resilient and have like good recovery or something, you have to rely upon certain mods that you acquire through either completing missions or buying through like vendors and stuff on the, the tower. And I've done that a couple times to where I've uh, equipped certain mods to pieces of my armor. Like say if I want to add like a plus, like say I can add like plus five to recovery or plus 10 to like resilience or something like that it will definitely improve my character but when you add it on to where every like piece of armor that you have it pretty much depends like what type of build that you want to go with in this regards but honestly it's kind of hard for me to try to get it to a specific thing because there were just a little bit of uh, minute things that have kind of gotten my way like for example if i want a piece of armor and i want to say like increase a bit of say like the uh recovery of a specific thing it'll only do maybe like around maybe a plus 10 or this or that you know so it's like it's like it's minute and because the whole attribute stuff go from like say from zero to a hundred you have to constantly try to manage like specific stats so if say you go into like a pvp match right like say if you go and you play a couple games in the crucible and you use your favorite weapons and like some bit of like armors you have set up and you'll sometimes you'll get completely destroyed because because your armor's not set to a specific way that it will resist certain gunfire from some of the most popular like weapon loadouts that they have on that thing 
And so you have to go through and reorganize and like rethink a bunch of different mods and this and that. I mean, in a way, I can understand that it more or less relies upon a higher, like a, a higher like a thought process in terms of trying to arrange a specific setup that not only works for you, but also is very beneficial in terms of how you play against like other players. But at the same time, it's incredibly cumbersome because it's like if you don't have that right mod or you don't have that right exotic weapon where you can go through and improve like uh, if you don't have enough resources to in order to improve like uh like say uh, a piece of exotic armor if you if you want to maximize that you need so much specific types of resources like say you want for enhancement prisms or like this and that well you gotta get like this type of resource and that type of resource and it could take a lot of time for you just to upgrade like one different type of exotic weapon and that's just destiny 2 in and of itself the gripes i have with the game overall but with the the beyond light expansion like i said before i've enjoyed my time with it i definitely have had some fun i've just definitely had some fun just playing through the story modes and learning about a lot of things with the fallen but I tell you what, one of the biggest enjoyments I've had is actually exploring a lot of the glitched places. I think like I was saying last time, it's like I have explored different glitches, say, on the, the EDZ. And the last time I really played Destiny 2 last week was uh, the last portion, just like on Q, when, I, when uh, my friend and I found that whole glitch exploit. In the EDZ, we found this. I found the same thing inside of uh, the tower. And there's this one little convenience shop, right, where you can go inside. You can jump on a rack. It'll allow you to climb up this portion. And all of a sudden, you're in the geometry of the of the uh, vendor building. And so the fun begins where you actually go forth and discover. Okay, which one are standable like platforms that you can jump onto or get to? And so it ends up becoming a fun little excursion of okay what's what's hidden inside here or hey maybe i could find some assets or maybe i could find like a way out of the map doing this and that and honestly that's exactly what my friend and i did for like the second time in the past month to where we spent a couple hours we were up until like 2 a.m one night just going into and out of like specific portions of the tower i ended up i ended up discovering through sheer coincidence there's this hangar that you can load into when you have to go to the Drifter in order to get, like, certain Gambit weekly quests, right? Well, there is a hangar. There are, like, two different types of, like, hangars that you normally can't reach. They're on opposite sides of where you spawn in. So I go into one, and there's, like, there's, like, a barrier blocking it off. And so, out of curiosity, I go to the opposite side, and I can go in there. I can actually go into the far end of this tunnel and navigate around the different poles and stuff and i end up discovering that there's this little hole there's this little hole that you can drop down to and it gets you into like this uh this almost like this vehicle area to where there's these little there's these, like these little like drone machines or something like that that are inside of this like almost secluded like there was supposed to be some form of like a vendor or some sort of like checkpoint or something like that and it absolutely fascinated me and what's kind of funny is I, I uploaded the picture to Instagram and I had like one of these uh, one of these Destiny guys like that does like a whole bunch of different photos and this and that and stuff. He ended up like liking my post and then, you know, I hadn't 
we didn't really talk too much back and forth, but uh, I see a lot of the content stuff. But what's also pretty funny, speaking of Destiny 2 content stuff, it's like my friend told me a couple days ago that he used the clip that uh, he had of myself and plus our other friend spawning in at the same time, like uh, in terms of uh, trying to get to another area, and both of us in this clip, because we had went through the like the uh, spawning point at the same time when we popped out, both of us went the opposite direction of each other, flew across the damn map, and died. <laughs> so, if you can imagine that, you're just... My friend is just standing there, you know, waiting for us to go, you know, try to complete the strike, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's wait for them to pop up. And it's normally one at a time, but all of a sudden both of us did it at the same time, and we both just go flying opposite and just die. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh my gosh. What I'm saying is, is Bungie fix your game. But anyway. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's, that's it for me in terms of gaming, man. I'm waiting for Cyberpunk. I may try to play something else in the meantime. I'll probably check in a little bit for Destiny 2, but uh, yeah, it's now getting to the point where I want to play something new. <laughs> yep. Well, luckily, there's, I think there might be a big game coming out on this Thursday for us all to play, hopefully. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Mel, 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 I'm looking at our news, but yeah, Cyberpunk, few, just a few days away, Video Game Awards. Just a few day, days away. And speaking of the video game awards, I thought this would be a little fun thing we can we can discuss here. Uh, you know, that's on uh, Thursday night. It's I think it, well, it's like for you, it's like three fifteen. I think. Okay. Um, it's, I think it starts three fifteen Thursday. So, um, I think it's like five fifteen my time. And it's like four hours. So prepare for that. Um, but anyways, so uh, that's on Thursday. You know, we we went over a couple weeks ago what, what we thought was going to win each. Um, award and i thought it'd be kind of fun we didn't really talk about what we thought would be at the game awards we, so we already know a couple mm-hmm. things like um one thing we'll get into here a little bit later is the persona 5 strikers that was supposed to be at the game awards revealed but that got leaked early um like dragon age 4 so we're gonna get something for that um but uh and then uh, like eddie better is gonna be there so uh but I, we don't really i mean there was always some fun surprises there Sometimes I'm, I won't be surprised if we have some. I thought we'd have a couple leaks, other than I guess the Persona Five Strikers one. I thought we like or some like good rumors out there going right. into it uh, out there, but hasn't really been any, been any um, uh, this time around. Or at least not yet. Maybe as we get closer, some more stuff. But I mean, they've always been good about like uh, Mortal Kombat was 11, eleven was announced two years ago, and that came out of nowhere. Xbox uh, Series X was was shown off for the first time last year, along with Hellblade Two. We had no idea about any of that. Um, like none of that stuff was leaked or even rumored going into it. Um, but I, you know, I thought kind of fun. Maybe we go over who we, you know, some of the things we think we might, there are possible like no pie in the sky kind of stuff, but stuff that's like kind of out there or, you know, like some, you know, rumors we've had in the past about it's just, we're just waiting on it or whatever. Um, I mean, I thought we, I think we can go like, I figured one on one, one by one with the big three. Okay. Um, so I figured, like Nintendo, like so they always have at least one thing there. I'm, sometimes they have two, but most years it's because pretty much most years everybody, especially Xbox and Nintendo, they're always pretty big about having something there. Um, Sony for the most part, but usually um, Xbox and Nintendo are always good for something good. 
if you had to put your money, so assuming Nintendo has something to show us, what do you think is the most likely thing that they show us there? Okay. Since The Legend of Zelda has been the huge limelight, I get the feeling that we're going to be seeing more of the next Legend of Zelda game and that it's going to introduce the new gimmick of what this game is going to be. Okay. That's that's yeah. the safe bet, I feel. Because we already got the Age of Calamity. And if this sequel to Breath of the Wild is going to be coming out next year, then they got to showcase something in that regards. So I feel like the best bet for, say, Nintendo, we're going to be seeing a trailer for the next, for the sequel of the, like, Breath of the Wild, a game that we have not seen too much of since its revealed trailer. So okay. that's my bet right there. Okay. I was thinking about that too, but I'm almost wondering that maybe be it would, because, like, Age of Calamity is selling super duper well. Um, would it be good or bad to show off Breath of the Wild 2? Just a couple weeks after, like maybe that will kind of. Block. I mean, it could bring that would actually be like a good benefit in that regards. Cause, yeah, I mean, unless yeah. they give a release date, maybe that like if they get a release date, that might hurt Age of Calamity. Hmm. But if they maybe like maybe they give us a release like twenty twenty one, something like that, I could see right. that. Like, but I mean, yeah, like maybe like I was like yeah, because like uh, Breath of the Wild one was shown off there uh, years ago uh, at the Game Awards. Um, I think though. You know, I was thinking like I was like, oh man, you know, Bayonetta three that makes sense, you know, because that right. Bayonetta uh, three was announced at Game Awards was at twenty seventeen, along with the uh, the Bayonetta one and two collection, which got me thinking, what about the Metroid Prime trilogy collection? That has been rumored to have been any from everything that's out there. It's this right. game has been done forever, and it's just waiting on the release. It it's kind of like the whole Pikmin three thing. That that game has been done for months like nearly a year before they finally put it out. Uh, and it's just been sitting there waiting on a hard drive to be, to be put out uh, before it finally, Pikmin 3 Deluxe finally got put out. And uh, maybe, I don't think we're going to, I'm not saying we're going to Metro Prime 4 thing, but that wouldn't shock me. I, I think my my bet is um, that we finally get the Metro Prime trilogy uh, announcement. And maybe we get a teaser for a Metro Prime 4 thing. I don't know, because maybe like, I'm wondering, you know, because obviously I mean, things are different now and like the way they do directs is different now. But it's like Nintendo always likes to do something at the beginning, of, like, you know, sometime in January or February. So uh, I don't know. If, I mean, maybe that you know, obviously it's been a weird the last you know 15 months or so has been weird for them. But, um, but when it some, comes to that stuff. But, but go here's ahead. something that uh, I don't I'm not sure if we haven't thought of yet in that regards in terms of Nintendo. Perhaps they're going to use that as an opportunity to advertise for another Switch iteration. Oh, now, I can see that. I, I don't. Mm, I don't see that because of the PS5 and PS and Xbox Series X. Well, here's the reason why I feel this way. There has been a lot of news going around the past couple of weeks in terms of, like, a blurb that happened inside of Europe, where a, a customer, like a guy, went through and messaged like Nintendo of Europe. In regards to, hey, why isn't there too many, like, docks or something like that available in the country? And the the official Nintendo of Europe, like, uh, support team actually told them outright that they have discontinued the dock in regards to the Switch in that hmm. region. Now, I know for a fact that uh, North America and also, like, other places around the world, they've, they've had the Switch in regards to, say, like, the dock availability. And Europe has been that caveat 
So obviously it's going to be like that. Uh, it's going to be one of those things in regards to taking them with a grain of salt. But I kind of feel like Nintendo could go through and maybe talk a little bit more about their next, like their next Switch system in that regards. Because let's look at it this way. I mean, we had a Switch come out in 2016. 2017. Well, actually, uh, 2017. <laughs> My bad. So for 2017, we got the Switch. We got the iteration here of the Switch Lite. But there have been rumors and talks about Nintendo, like, uh, predominantly perhaps working with, like, uh, um, Sharp Images. Like, Sharp. The electronics, okay. like, uh, the TV developer in that regards. The electronics retailer. Not retailer, but electronics maker. That's what I'm trying to say. In terms of, like, developing, like, a uh, like a cheaper, like, say, LED sort of, like, uh, screen and stuff, potentially. There has been, like, rumors of potentially this new iteration of the Switch will have, like, a distinct type of screen to where it may be a little bit more crisp in terms of doing that instead of, like, say, an OLED screen to where those ones, over time, the, the, the color of the screen just goes through and diminishes. There has been rumors upon that, and there's also, like, uh, old Wall Street Journal, say as you will, in regards to, say, some of the news that they have provided in the past in regards to games, like, say, what may come out, may, what may not come out and stuff. But there is heavy, like, heavy emphasis to where Nintendo could go through and may go through, like, say, with, like, uh, another iteration of the Switch. But I kind of feel like, in terms of a... In terms of propelling, you know, to try to counteract, say, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, which, yeah, it's starting to it's starting to go through, and the original Switch is starting to become a little bit lower in terms of sales in regards to both these other systems, even though the PS5 and the Xbox Series X have had their, well, like, I mean, like blurbs in that regards, but... Well, you look at, like, you know, the NPD list, every month they talk about how Switch is breaking records for... Right, you're uh, correct. Money earned. So, like, I, I, I don't think they would announce it here because we're going into Christmas, um, and I mean, the, these things are selling like great all all year, and it's like you're going to it's going to sell even better right now. So, I, I right. feel like if they were to announce it now, that would only hurt them selling more. You know, they want to sell as many switches as possible. Like, uh, I would love to hear about it. I just, I don't think we're going to hear about it till beginning of next year. At the earliest, I, I, I feel like that that's too. a yeah. I think that's most. I I, I, feel, I don't think we're gonna hit anything that big this year, especially with the way Nintendo's been doing. Like, I mean, I don't know, but I I don't I don't see it like just because I think it's like if they announce a new Switch model coming next year, right now it's only gonna it's just it's just gonna hurt them for the next. With three weeks left or two weeks left till Christmas, that's only gonna hurt them. Well, um, that would be a big know. surprise, honestly. That right? would be a big surprise. They'd win. They, they would win the day with gamers. The people that already have those consoles, but when the news came out for people going out buying Christmas gifts for the, their kids or for loved ones or whatever, it's like oh, I just fucking bought them this one that's already obsolete, or you know, it's like or I'm you know I, I was gonna go buy this for my kid, but I'm like I'll just wait and buy buy one next year or buy wait buy when that comes out. So that's a good um, point. But yeah, so so moving on to the PlayStation. Okay. What do you th- what do you think we'll see from PlayStation? I feel like and. All right, I'm just going to be blunt and put this out there. I feel that we will see the reveal of the Metal Gear Solid remaster by Blue Point Games. I don't see that. That's, I mean, I don't think they're. I mean, they just put out Demon Souls. 
I, I, <laughs> I think that's too pie in the sky. I would, nothing would make me happier than uh, a Metal Gear Solid the remake. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have a couple. I, I feel like the the Uncharted movie trailer or a teaser for the movie trailer or whatever for the movie is a shoe in because Tom Holland's going to be is going to be there who's playing Nathan Drake in the movie. Yeah. Um so I feel like that's shoe in, you know, that's that's not PlayStation but Sony. But um hmm. I think you know, I mean it's, it's hard to say cuz maybe they surprised with something instead. I I I feel like we very very likely that we could get a release date for Ratchet. That I could see. You know what I could also see is more footage for, say, like uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I would, I would I mean, honestly, like if of like I was thinking about like, oh, like you know, I was trying to like, you know, like if we can get something more for God of War 2 or oh, Horizon yeah. or yeah, Metal Gear remake. Like those are those three things I'd want way more than Ratchet release date. Because I know like I mean, I, I'm looking forward to Ratchet. I'm wrong. But it's like I want, you know, I want to I want to say, you know, we know Ratchet soon. We know it's the first, you know three four months of next year but say like, i do like when we've seen gameplay we haven't seen anything from the other stuff so uh yeah i don't know i i, I but i you know i'm just trying to because who knows i mean maybe they're going to change it up a little bit because of uh i mean xbox went big last year you know revealing what their console looks like in the name uh and then hellblade 2 so i mean who knows maybe it's just it's a, it's an arms race now of like who's gonna do the biggest thing and i don't know if you, you can top a console reveal but um I, I could see them maybe this turns into like a, a dick measuring contest, like who has the biggest reveal this year between uh, PlayStation and Xbox, and I, I mean, that could, that's that's plausible. But um, I'm just kind of trying to play it safe this year. I, I feel like the Ratchet uh, release date is uh, most likely. Uh, right. I mean, if it's not going to be a surprise, a surprise kind of thing, I feel like that's um, which I mean that'd be awesome too. But uh, you know, I can see that. Um, and then moving on here to Xbox, what do we think we're going to see from Xbox? I'm going to go the opposite of you, and I'm going to go all out in this regards. I feel okay. like that we're going to hear another acquisition that Microsoft has done. And I feel like that this acquisition is going to be one that gamers are going to readily know. And that it's going to completely catch people off guard in terms of the purchase. I feel like they're going to go all in and announce their partnership with Capcom. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I could see that maybe. Um, I know it's out there, but in that regard, yeah. Stuff, I mean, the rumors are they're still yeah. out there trying to buy stuff, so I, I can see them announcing, I mean, and they love doing it on big stages. So I understand, like it's not out of the realm of possibility, considering how much they just spent upon purchasing Bethesda, and they're still going yeah. through the aspects and still will be paying for the next, like uh, structure things for like the next couple of years in that regards. But honestly, with the purchase of Bethesda, you know, nothing really is out of their reach in terms of the third-party sort of, like, development stuff. And I kind of feel like Capcom is, like, one of those country, like one of those companies, as well as, like, Sega, to where it's going to be ripe as a target for either Sony or Microsoft to purchase. And yeah. the biggest impact, I feel, is going to be Capcom because of how hot they are right at this moment. Okay. I, I think for Xbox... Um, I think something we'll see is like it's either going to be something else from Hellblade Two, um, or it's going to be a reveal of one of their previous big acquisitions they've had in the last couple of years. Okay. Um, maybe we get Psychonauts Two, something like that. You know, like maybe 
maybe more details in a game they've already know it's out there or it's a reveal oh from one of the studios they bought. That's that's because like Psychonauts 2 got delayed to 2021. I don't think we were released date for Psychonauts 2. And that, I mean, I, I, that literally just popped in my head as I was talking. So, Dude, what if they I show mean, more of Hellblade? That's, I mean, I mean, I would love that. And I'm, I'm all for that because, I mean, who knows how far. I mean, they, they just started development. Allegedly, I guess, um, it was early in development when they announced it last year. So, yeah. and maybe they have some snippets. I don't know. I mean, possibly, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, it's that's always the most one of the most fun parts of um, the awards show um, is and this year's gonna be different too with the fact you know it's gonna be takes take, takes place in like what was it, L.A. London I think it's London and Tokyo like they're they're doing they have stuff going on between the three of them it's all obviously it's um, all in studio it's not gonna be um, in a, like you know a, a arena kind of thing so uh, yeah I don't know I mean I'm, I'm hopeful I mean is there any, uh, so anything non of the big three that you think is a, is is plausible at this event oh boy. That's going to be a tough one, considering that. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a tough. This is obviously a tougher question for me. Um, if I had to make a good guess, though, we may learn more about the DLC content maybe for Among Us. I'm going to throw that oh, yeah. out there. Because, That's a good one. That's a good one. You know what? Among Us. For the most part, for the past couple of years, has been just a standalone game. There hasn't been any DLC content, and it wasn't until this year when it blew up because of a word of the word of mouth and stuff, and plus YouTubers and stuff really taking this game as their own after the whole Fall Guys stuff kind of died down. Yeah, and uh, it said on the game itself that the the creator of it was trying to make some DLC, and I kind of feel like that because of how big this game has been more or less like a, as a cultural thing, we're going to see some revealing maybe for the new DLC for Among Us. That's a good one. I, I do like that one. Um, you know, going back to uh, one thing I had in mind for Nintendo originally was what I was going to go with was uh, the next DLC character. But, oh, uh, dude, that is an Smash. excellent idea. We uh, haven't heard I mean, that Joker was the first one announced, and that was 2018. Um, so, is that 2018? 2017. Yeah, it was 2017. 2017. I think it was 2017. Yeah, 2017. That was but, uh, our last DLC yeah. character was Min Min, I want to say. No, it was Steve, Minecraft Steve. Oh, yeah, Minecraft Steve. And that yeah. was, I want to say, yeah. like September, maybe. So, I mean, maybe we're about due for, I mean, maybe not the, the coming out, but the reveal for the next one. So That would make a lot of sense, considering yeah, so that can... uh, they like to pace out their DLC character releases in the span of a year. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's been three months. So I mean, what Min Min was June. We then we had before that the Fire Emblem character was like February, February, March. I want to say the Min Min was June, and then yeah, Steve was Minecraft. Steve was like late August, early September. I want to say so. Yeah, I mean, I think we're possibly due for a reveal, um, and then maybe shortly after we get the uh, um, the release for it, but. uh I can see that. I mean, that'd be cool. Uh, the thing they do, like for the, you know, it, maybe they release it soon, you know, and then it comes out, and it's a big, it's a nice little push for Smash, right? For, you know, going into Christmas too. That Dude. last little late, late surge. You want to, you want to hear something that's kind of funny? It's like, what if for like, if Nintendo does go with a route of like revealing the next Smash character, 
You know what would be really hilarious is that, like, if it's uh, a villain character from one of uh, the third-party series and stuff like that, like, say, say, like, say, like, a Sephiroth or a Liquid Snake or, like, uh... That'd be cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that would fucking freak people out if, say, like, if, like, not only that, but, uh, say, not even, not even say, like, villain characters, maybe if it's something like, say, a Doom guy or, like, a fucking... Oh, God. Oh, man. If it was another Fire Emblem character, people would just go through and just ride in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, yeah, at this point, I, I just... I really don't want it to be any more first-party stuff, at, you know, at this point. So, I like... You know, keep it third-party at this point. I think people like like that more, too, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything. I mean, I was thinking, like, maybe some Resident Evil 8 stuff um, is a possibility. Okay. Um you know, I, I was also thinking maybe Injustice Three, if Ooh. they keep with the every other year uh, release ske- release schedule they do every other like March, April, May ish kind of area, they release they switch switch between Mortal Kombat and Injustice. But they just did the Aftermath DLC earlier this year, and they're still releasing new characters for Mortal Kombat Eleven, like what we just got Rainbow last month. So um, maybe that throws a wrench in their plans for. It seems like Mortal Kombat 11 is sticking more than 10, 10 did. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I hope. Yeah, I mean, it's more wishful thinking, and because uh, I I like the Injustice games way more than I like the Mortal Kombat games. But uh, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm all game for. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm game for pretty much whatever. It's always exciting for the gamers. Um, see what see what's going on with that. But you know, uh, moving on to a thing that was supposed to be revealed at the. Uh, Game Awards, but end up getting leaked. I, I figured this is more of a topic for you, Gables, to take over on. But uh, right. Persona 5 Strikers was uh, leaked. Um, it's coming to PS4, PC, and Switch, and it's supposed to be released. Um, so the, it came out, um, the YouTube video came out on Friday. It wasn't supposed to come out until uh, this coming Friday. So we got released a week early. And it's coming to the West. It's, uh, is it Persona 5 Scramble Phantom Strikers is the official name. And it's coming on February 23rd. Um, this Is this the fighting one? Actually, no. This isn't the... Okay, in terms of the fighting one, are you referring to, like, say, a previous sort of game? Like, say... Well, because they always... Don't they always do, like, a side game when it's, like, a fighting game? Not always. In terms of the one you were referring to, I think it was, like, say, Persona 4, like, Arena, and, like, Persona 4, like, Ultramax or something like that. But uh, this one is more or less kind of a style of, like, a uh, action RPG, more so than it is kind of, like, a turn-based one. It's this game has been okay. selling really well in Japan in terms of not okay. just because of the availability of it, but it's supposed to it's a sequel to Persona Five. So there is a different type of story, different types of like movesets. The gameplay looks interesting. I feel like that uh, this is going to be definitely fun. I'm way more excited about this game being released stateside because I've known about this game for a while. But uh, all that was left to see is, like, if they were, like, when they would go through and announce it. And it was kind of funny that not even five minutes after they accidentally leaked the game trailer online, they took it down for a little bit and then just put it back up because they thought this point was like, oh, oh, God, well, well, this is supposed to be for the Game Awards, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, now it's saying everything's going to be revealed on December 8th, so Tuesday. And uh, also, um, it's... a it blends Dynasty Warriors button mashing real time combat with Persona's turn based battles. That so it takes place very appealing. 
takes place six months after Persona Five. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So a Dynasty Warriors type of thing with a Persona Five's a turn base. So Persona Warriors. Kind of like that, kind of like one of those Musou games, but I don't think it's going to be as it, repetitive. It, as it kind of it sounds more like to me like almost like uh, the Yakuza like a dragon, where it's yeah. more of like a uh, like more fast paced action based. Uh, still, but still, kind of has that uh, JRPG's uh, turn-based stylish kind of thing going on. I think the biggest announcement in regards to that trailer reveal was for the Steam version of Persona Five Scramble. You know, mm. that in and of itself, Persona Five has not been released on Steam. Persona Four oh. has. That's the first one that Atlas decided to drop on earlier on this year. It had its technical difficulties. The whole the Nuvo shit did not help things. But uh, it makes this more exciting that they are, that Atlas is going through and porting more of, not just porting like uh, the Persona games in general, but like expanding certain things. Because this is going to be the first Persona game technically on the Switch <laughs> as well. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see how this game runs on the switch but what's kind of interesting is like you have the ps4 the nintendo switch and steam but there's no type of mentions for say like say ps5 xbox series x or even the xbox console in general you know yeah I, well i imagine it'll be just it'll probably it'll just you know you can play it on ps5 obviously but it'll be maybe down the line they might do an update but i mean we're at right. that weird point where there's other about this time Last generation, there's a lot of games that came out beginning of you know the next 2014 that were cross gen or didn't have you know like South Park's Stick of Truth was only it was a 360 PS3 game and it came out five months after the PS4 and Xbox One. So what's very interesting to know is Atlas is getting more open to porting a lot of their not only their older games but like certain new games from the Persona series on to other consoles besides the PlayStation. I mean, that's fantastic in my honest opinion. Yeah, but we, we've seen Persona games on Nintendo before, so it's not well, too that's surprising. that's true in that regard. Say, like, Persona Q and, like, some of that stuff. Yeah, they stuff, just don't so. put the mainline ones on, on there. Right, right. Oh, but, boy. Yeah, yeah, but kind of waiting. Just looking forward to when February comes around, just trying that game out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I want to look a little more into that. I, I, I still, part of me wants to at least check out uh, Persona 5. But um, moving on here to uh, some Bioware news. It's pretty big news here. Uh, came out Thursday afternoon. Uh, Casey Hudson and Mark uh, Dara, I wanna, I'm probably mispronouncing that, uh, both announced their retirement on Thursday evening. Um, Casey Hudson, who was kind of the face of the company through... The Mass Effect trilogy and Dragon, uh, the first Dragon Age game, uh, he left. I think it was in 2013 or 2014, and went to, uh, mm-hmm. um, I think it was Microsoft for about three years or so, and then came back uh, in 2017, and was kind of like, and this is, uh, I think it was like maybe it was, it was maybe late 2017 he came back, and uh, you know after the whole Andromeda debacle, and then. Uh, it was like that. It kind of came in like he's gonna save Anthem, and obviously, uh, you know, An- Anthem was uh, there was no saving Anthem at that point. Anthem uh, had its own problems. Yeah, Anth- Anthem has a lot of problems. Uh, so 
just wasn't able to turn that around. Um, but anyways, uh, he's leaving after nearly 20 years with the studio. If you kind of both of 10 years, uh, he's like, he does, he, he mentions, he don't know what he's going to do next, but, uh, he, uh, you know, he, he just, this year has showed him that kind of like there's different ways to work and all that. And just, you know, I mean, it's been a weird year for everybody. So he doesn't know what he's gonna do next, but once basically wants to change, God knows what that means. And then Mark, uh, Dara, who was, is the executive producer on, uh, Dragon Age four. Um, he is also leaving the studio to retire. Um, and, uh, he's been kind of like the main guy there. He was, a uh, his big thing was like, he worked on like, uh, Star Wars, the Republic, the, the, uh, um, the, the PC game, the, the, what was it called? Like a, the World of Warcraft's, um, monthly subscription Old games. Republic. Are, yeah. I, I, what, what are those games called though? Um, MMO. MMORPGs. Yeah. MMO. Thank you. Um, he, uh, he was, he was he was kind of the person that worked on that, and I guess the he works. Uh, which what studio is that one? It's um, Bioware Austin, I want to say is, is that one, and like the main ones in Ontario where Casey's from, and I guess the team in uh, in Austin's very very talented. But it's it's just it's very uh, interesting timing with because um, like the the that studio that was working at Old Republic uh, is also they're kind of the ones trying to do uh, reboot Anthem in a way, and also working on Dragon Age, which. The rumors came out, or it kind of came out a couple, like a year and a half ago, that uh, Dragon Age Four, like a, like a year plus into development, they basically scrapped everything and just started the whole project over. Um, yeah, obviously, and then you know, case coming in there towards the end of, uh, I think the last eight nine months of uh, development for uh, Anthem. You know, that game just came out and is is what it is. They're all working on, uh, they're working on the Mass Effect Legendary Edition right now. And the rumor was that they're struggling. They've been struggling. It's taking them longer to get that done. Especially their their main issue was just uh, with with Mass Effect One, getting that one more and more up to date. Um, and then they're you know after that it's full bore on to uh, Mass Effect Four, where the hell it's going to be called. Um, but no, it's just interesting timing with the uh, you know with you know like it's hard not to think that this is uh, bad. Um, you know, like th- this doesn't seem good that, you know, Casey is leaving and then, you know, Mark, who seems like he has done a good job up until this point is uh, leaving. But I don't know. It's, it's been maybe the biggest thing for um, studios, you know, this generation is just kind of like the fall from grace of Bioware. You know, he went from, they were, you know, they had Kotar, Kotor and killed it with that. You know, the Mass Effect 1 and 2 in Dragon Age just they were on top of the gaming world and then it's like mass effect 3 with the ending and all that and then you know dragon's inquisition was reviews were all the massive people had a game of the year so people just didn't really care for it then obviously um andromeda and anthem you know are what they are and it's just to see where they are now it's just i don't know it's just it's weird i you know i don't know how to feel like on one hand maybe it's maybe it's for the best maybe that they're like like all right we're we're not you know it's time you know there's it's time for us to move on there's you know it's kind of maybe it's like a changing of the guard thing like you hear about like you know like studios like nintendo where it's like you know miyamoto and the big guys are like the top guys have been there for a while they're still there but they have like especially breath of wild you hear like you know they maybe i'm part of maybe this is me just hoping for the best kind of thing where it's like you hear about like they let the young guys kind of take over and it seems like it went for the better and uh, maybe that's what this is for this. And uh, maybe that's me trying to 
uh, do some wishful thinking in it. But uh, uh, I don't know, Gables. What, what's your what's your thoughts when you when you heard this news? Well, the moment I heard about this news, I thought of the fact that you had two main people in regards to key management leaving at the same time, quintessentially. That in and of itself kind of drew plenty of red flags because there may have been a bunch... I'm not. I'm just speculating and just trying to think about it at this point. It suggested to me that there are probably a bunch of different elements in terms of what Electronic Arts wants this the Dragon Age, the next Dragon Age game, or even the Mass Effect, like anniversary things, probably caused a lot of stress for them to go forth and maybe go forward with, okay, let's go to do something different. I mean, I'm going to have that thought in the back of my head regardless because of how poorly Andromeda was and how poorly Anthem was in terms of being a colossal failure from launch. So with that in mind, it's like I am very concerned about what the next Dragon Age is going to go forth and have. Because if that thing is not a, like a, if that's not like a hit out of the park for Bioware in that regards, I really do not see them like having a lot more time to go through and dig themselves out of stuff that they've done previously, you know? Where it's like, yeah. it feels like a subtle decline of Bioware's quality from the release of Mass Effect 3 all the way up to now in 2020 near 2021 there have been some games that were okay that they released but a lot of the games that they've released this generation like you touched upon before have been either hugely disappointing or just kind of like a dumpster fire in and of itself so mass effect andromeda had a lot of bugs was supposed to take place after mass effect 3 and obviously that one was very disappointing because of the lack of quality it felt like when it, the game properly launched. Anthem, we all know the story about this. Huge dumpster fire. They're still trying to rebuild it, which at this point I'm like, dude, you've spent so much time and resources. So just cut that game out. You know, just, yeah. cut, it, just cut it at this point. Well, you sh they should have done that to begin with towards that first year. You know? Yeah, it's like especially at the beginning of the year when they announced like they're doing like all this work to fix it. And it's like we haven't heard anything since. Uh, and you know, we're going. I mean, other than like I think there's an update like four or five months ago. Yeah, we're still working on it. But then like oh, it came man. out that it's like it's only like ten, fifteen people working on it. So it's like obviously they're not like yeah, we're gonna put all this work into fixing it. It's like maybe they have the ten, fifteen best people in the studio working on it, or maybe they're just fixing it to say they fix it. I don't. God knows what. But so yeah, I think at this point it's just you know. We're going it's into dead. that game. The game came out in February 2019. It is December 2020. We are nearly two years into the game being out. It's yeah. I mean, maybe they could turn around. I don't. I mean, Final Fantasy 14, No Man's well, the Sky. Thing is, it's they turn like, around, but Anthem is not like say a No Man's Sky situation. You know, to where yeah. that developer went forth. Hello Games went through and worked out that game to the extent where now it feels like a representation of what they had originally envisioned. Yeah. In terms of what we have with Anthem, it's the exact opposite to where you have Electronic Arts that's stingy as it is, only putting... They put and advertise this game to the moon, and they had Bioware go through and just a bunch of developers go through and try to create, try to make this ambitious like Destiny, like a, like game right and it's like everything was not hitting upon all circles you know the game was buggy at launch there's a lot of mismanagement stuff and they only have like 10 to 15 people really 
that's working on it. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's best at this point cut it off. I mean, if they turn around and like it is great. How many people actually want to go back to it? I mean, I, I think like you said, yeah, like No Man's Sky also had like a really good like what was there was promising and what's here for uh what was there with anthem what currently is there right now with anthem it's just it's i mean oh i played the game i only put a few hours into it but i was just like this is not fun uh it just it doesn't make yeah being iron man flying around is cool but the mission concepts it's just a generic any other um live game out there it's just another one of those just not as fun, not as uh, I don't think, but doesn't have like the you know like I always talk about like Destiny inherently is a fun game to play. The shooting is good. the The world is the worlds are interesting, and um, you know, I feel like the mission concepts are are pretty good. But it's just like you need to build upon that, and they you, they were able to turn around Destiny. I feel like they pretty good there, especially with Taken King, and then even better with um, uh, Destiny too. Like I love that camp, I love that campaign. I thought it was really great, and People seem to, obviously Gables seem to be loving the uh, the expansion what they're doing since then. But yeah, I don't know. It's just I feel like uh, we're at the point now, and I, I mean I thought it was done with their anthem. I thought they were done, but I feel like like the Dragon Age Four and then possibly the next next Mass Effect if they get there, it, that's it. That, that this is their last shot of turn of, of keeping this run. I mean it's, it sucks because it feels like you can't have like. Dragon Age Four can't come out and be uh, one of those eight out of ten games. Like, it's, oh yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good game, you know. It's a good game. Oh, it's fine, you know. It's good. It's good, you know. It has to be. You, know, you have they, you know, and it's like how many people from Bioware that were there when those games were when they were hitting on all cylinders? How many people are still there, you know? And and not too long after EA bought Bioware, the two the two doctors that started Bioware they left. And it's like they were. It seems like they were the heart and soul of, of that company because um, after they left, you know I mean, like they left somewhere, I think in the middle of Mass Effect Three being worked on, and you I mean from that point on, it's just been, eh, you know, like I know like Dragon Age Inquisition, like people like that one, but uh, I don't know, like Dragon Age Two, that game was bad, but that was you know that was more of an EA. Uh, rush job than anything else much like andromeda but i think andromeda even still playing it months later after launch and most pretty much most of the bugs were fixed the game just wasn't good i mean it wasn't terrible but it just wasn't good um you know they they, they just yeah i mean it wasn't i mean it was even eight out of ten it wasn't even i mean it was you know, they, they, it was fine it's just nothing was outstanding in that game and i just feel like that's where they are right now with with their with their next games where it's like they have to be outstanding they can't just right. be average or even good like really good is the is the minimum for these games and it's, it's unfortunate um you know but i mean that's also kind of the, you know that's the you know it's like it's kind of like that's just the, the way they built their you know with the, how great they are with with people love kotar and the mass Effect games it's just like you know it's like nintendo can't release a, you know a 7 out of 10 game like a Mario game a mainline Mario game or uh, I mean they can but it's like the bar is so high for them that if they do a game comes out it's a 7 out of 10 or 7.5 out of 10 everybody it's, it looks it's looked at as a bad game you know look at um, 
uh, Skyrim or not Skyrim, uh, Skyward Sword and Sunshine. You know, it's like they're not bad games. They're just they're bad Mario and Zelda games. So um, yeah, but um, moving on to our last topic here, Gables. Um, Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear uh, Solid, the movie. Uh, it's been, I mean, it's been talked about forever and ever and ever. Um, so, uh, they finally have cast their lead and I think it's perfect. Um, okay. Oscar Isaac will be playing, has been cast as, uh, the lead role of Solid Snake for the, uh, the Metal Gear Solid movie adaption. Um, no idea when that movie's gonna be filmed or all that, when the movie's even scheduled to be coming out. Uh, the, uh, it's being headed by, uh, Jordan Von Roberts, I believe is how you say it. And I know he's actually a huge... Um, uh, I believe if I remember correctly, is he, is he it? Um, yes, he is a huge, and I think Derek Connolly who wrote the script, um, they are huge Metal Gear fans. So, mm-hmm. which is good. I think like they are known to be, uh, big fans of the franchises forever. Um, they have like actively gone on podcasts and talked about those or done interviews and, and gone into deep dives with the, loving those games. But, um, yeah, so I don't really know what the background is on what these guys have done beforehand. I won't, I won't look more into that one, but they are uh, they 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 have they are you know friends Hollywood friends with Hideo Kojima. Um, but Oscar Isaac did an interview, I believe, like three or four years ago, um, and they asked like if you know what's what's like a movie that you like you want to be in, um, and he Oscar Isaac said that he wants he would love to play Solid Snake in a, in a movie, so. Mm. That that makes me happy. That makes me excited. Oh, it could be a bad thing. I mean, maybe if they try to stick too close to it, I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe if they try too hard to get that Kojima charm in there and make the things that work. Um, but uh, yeah, he is uh, Oscar Isaac, who uh, played Poe in the Star Wars franchise. Um, he is set to uh, be the lead in it, but he is very busy. He has like uh, I'm, I'm like look, there's in this article from Deadline that's like uh, he is like filming several movies are is currently like in post-production of several other like he's in the dune movie that's coming out uh next year he's in uh the an hbo tv show he's in a uh, marvel's uh, D- disney plus show he's uh he is filming uh uh the card counter another movie uh he is also working in um the great machine uh he's also working with uh Francis and the Godfather with Jake Gyllenhaal. He has like six or seven projects he is currently either in post-production on, pre-production on, or currently in production on. So God knows when this movie comes out um, or when they even start filming it. And God knows even if it happens. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, I mean, I've, you know, I like Oscar Isaac. He seems like he's actually a guy that has some chops. He definitely has been in some bad movies even recently. Uh, yeah. Not even talking about Star Wars, just talking about like some of the movies he's in. I mean, it's every actor, everybody, every actor is in a bad movie. But um, he like when you look at him, he looks like he fits the role. Looking at screenshot, people have like done side by sides on Twitter of like him and other scenes from movies with like you know him with um, as uh, what's Naked Snake or uh, you know Big Boss, um, you know like or just you know even Solid Snake. It's like God damn, like he can pull it off. Like the look, I don't know how he does the voice and. Obviously, how the movie pans out, who knows? It seems like all there's some like um, some little screen like uh, art direction they have for like what what they have in mind, and it looks like it's all taking place on Shadow. At least the the things we've seen is it's taking place on Shadow Moses. Um, 
which uh, gets me very erect. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, w- what's your thoughts with uh, the us possibly finally getting a Metal Gear Solid movie? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm happy for him. He sounds like he's a huge fan of the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Plus, it seems like he's more driven to perform well in this role as opposed to, like, say, going on another myriad of ones where it's just kind of, like, lukewarm in that regards. So his heart's definitely in the right place. He has wanted to go through and do things related to, like, a Metal Gear Solid movie to begin with. So I'm cautiously optimistic about how he'll be portraying Solid Snake inside this upcoming movie that he's going to be filming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's that's probably the best we can be right now is cautiously optimistic and, and you know, hopeful. I mean, but it makes me happy. It's like, at least it's not um, Paul W. Anderson, or Paul Anderson, I think is his name, and his wife from the Resident Evil movies and the Monster Hunter movie directing it. Then you know automatically it's, it's going to be bad. And well, at least we know it's not like, say, well, what is it? Like, uh, it's not like, say, led by the director of Juve Bowl or something. The Blood yeah, Blood God, Blood. God, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I almost think I'd rather have Juve Bowl than uh, Paul Anderson uh, the, and his wife in the, in the movie. God damn. The, the, I watched the last trailer um, for that movie before I went to the theaters, and it looks like trash. So I haven't read reviews, though. I'm, I'm curious. But, um, yeah, I don't mean... I'm hopeful. You know, it's like maybe I, I, I've kind of accepted that, you know, Hideo Kojima will never be able to finish his masterpiece. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're just kind of forever going to be left, left with never filling in the gap between five and uh, Metal Gear, or we're never going to see anything more past Metal Gear Solid 4 in the timeline. And um, that's okay, I guess. I mean, it's always going to, it sucks, but, you know, whatever. You we'll, we'll learn, you know, whatever. There's bigger, bigger things going on in life than that, but uh, maybe you know we uh, a remake and uh, a good, a good movie, not not fantastic, but just a good action movie. Uh, I, I would be happy with, and um, yeah, and maybe Konami not making any more um, Metal, Gear, Metal, Metal Gear games because that last one they put out was garbage. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week, this guy, uh, guys. But uh, thank you so much for listening. We're if you want to hear more from us, we're on everything: Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Everything we're on all of them. Please check us out on all those places. Subscribe, follow, like, uh, thumbs up, five star comments, shares. Shares is the big one. Uh, tell people, tell your friends, tell your family. You have Christmas dinner. Talk to your family. But hey. You guys listen to the Drunk Dashers podcast. Do that. Really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, I was host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun time. And most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.
Excuse me. Give to me beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>